everybody, it's time to LOL. Listen out loud, that is. It's time for Anime Jam Session with DJ Ranma S, Mako-chan, and Ari Rockefeller. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Anime Jam Session, episode number 528. We are that podcast talks about anime, games, conventions, the fandom, geek stuff, and everything in between. I'm DJ Ron Mess. And I'm Ari Rockefeller. And Mako-chan is out tonight. She's not feeling too well. so But don't worry. She will be back next week for Ye Old Christmas Special. That's right. Next week is our final episode of the year, our Christmas special. It'll be all, it'll be me, Ari, Mako, Koi will be here, Wild Spice will be here, Ichigo may be here. I'm waiting for her to get back to me. It'll be a fun time. It's just gonna be very chill, and I'll be I'll get more into that, you know, during the housekeeping. And yes, yeah, Deberry, how is it so close to the end? Of the year? It just happens, you know. Just yesterday it was Thanksgiving, and the day before that it was Halloween, you know. So. Well, on the plus side, I already know how much money I'm going to reinvest into my computer for 2022. And given this job, I don't think it's going to be that, that much of a punch to my uh, wallet anyway. So, <laughs> oh, man. So, anywho, how are you doing tonight, Ari? I've been pretty tired and run down lately. It mm. kind of sucks. Gotcha. I've been kind of back and forth, you know about stuffs so you know I, I guess it's the holidays I, I honestly don't know so you know let's go ahead and kind of get the show on the road because this will probably be a quick show since it's only the two of us so which yeah which means for Ari he can get to bed early and get up on time and that means I could probably do the same you know even though I don't roll out of bed to like seven so you know so, anywho, we are live tonight, week of December 14th, 2021, right here on Twitch TV. We're here live Tuesdays from 9 to 10.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And you can find us here every Tuesday at Twitch TV slash Anime Jam Session. We're also part of the Voice of Geeks Network, so you can find out more information about them at vognetwork.com. And also, they stream as well. So you can always find our shows at Twitch TV slash VOG Network. We're proud to be part of the Voice of Geeks Network. And we also have a Discord, you know? Uh, you can find out more information about our shows on via Discord at VOGNetwork.com slash Discord. Every show has its own channel, so come through, hang out. If you come over to our channel at Anime Jam Session, um, we've been talking about the Cowboy Bebop live action. So, bits here and there, so you know. So, anywho, you know, while we while we got things going for the most part, um, Ari, how was your week? Uh, you know, a lot of work related stuff. Mm -hmm. I did get you know most of my gift shopping done. Mm -hmm. I just have a uh, like one more person to buy for, and even then, it's uh, it won't be that difficult. Mm. I I sent you your gift. I yeah. sent Mako her gift. Out of I, I I know we talked about the shirt, but uh, how did the uh, DDR game uh, hold up? Here's the thing. It's still in the box because I don't... Um, I wait till Christmas like actually open all cards and gifts and stuff like that. I'm one gotcha. of those. It gives me something to do while I'm watching um, Ron, the Ron Won't Have Christmas special. Mm -hmm. But other than that, I, uh, 
worked overtime a lot like this past weekend, mm-hmm. and it was a and it was a, a clown show because we didn't have nearly enough people to cover, you know, the, uh, pos- the positions we needed. Right. I guess part of it was due to the uh, Army Navy game yeah. was uh, happening that weekend, and mm-hmm. they thought there's going to be a mad rush, so we need more people than usual and right even my boss was like yeah we're not gonna get this many people just do the best you can right right but yeah and now it's just uh you know counting down the the rest of the year until like counting on days for the rest of the year and looking to uh just get 2021 over with yeah i, I totally get that you know i've been seeing the memes about you know 2022 is in a few days like in a few weeks and then it's like Still trying to uh, acknowledge 2020 or 2021, you know. Uh, you know. So, but I, I, but I totally get that. So, um, let's see. I gotta save something real quick. Let me put that over there. Uh, so, my weekend day has been basically the same. Um, we're kind of downsizing at work, but not in a bad way because I'm still there. But you know. A couple of people that's been working there, you know, finances, you know, they got to go. It happens. So, you know, it is what it is. Um, I have done all of my Christmas shopping except for two gifts and they're gift cards. And I'm probably going to pick them up tomorrow or Thursday and just drop them in the mail. And, um, and since all of my shopping is done... I'm in the midst of wrapping stuff. Um, you can see empty boxes over here. I kind of had stuff, div- not empty boxes, but stuff device. I know who's getting what, you know? So tomorrow I will be getting another roll of wrapping paper. Um, and I'm going to, I'm just going to sit down. I'm probably going to fire up a bunch of Christmas music and just listen to it while I just finish wrapping, packing, get everything done because Thursday, I'm working from home, which means right before I start my shift, I can mosey on over to the post office, which is two blocks away, drop everything off, and be on my merry little way. Now, and I have to say, this is the first time since I started buying people gifts and mailing them that I've gotten them all out before the deadline, which means everybody's getting their stuff before Christmas. I've already did two runs, so I'm quite happy about that, so... That reminds me, I have to finish making Ichigo's gift. Gotcha. Now, uh, it's it's not that I have an aversion to a gluten-free stuff mm-hmm. and whatever, but that shit's expensive. Yes, I know. I, I know. It's like, it's cheaper to eat fat, fat, fatty foods and stuff like that, you know? That's what it's come down to. I'm like, what you no, need to I do... No, I mean, like, if you have a disease like... no. Celiac, where you can't have that, that, that's exactly what I'm saying. Like, let's say you're a vegetarian, imagine your grocery bill if you're buying vegetarian foods, or if you're a pescatarian or a vegan, even gluten free. Compare your, 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 your bill compared to like if you just bought whatever you wanted because it felt you know, because uh-huh. that's what you wanted. That's what I meant. And, and it's kind of crazy, I get it, but still, it's kind of crazy. Um, and that's basically has been it. So, 
starting next week, I'm working from home for the next two weeks. And I know I'm going to have a couple of days off here and there. So I'm kind of sort of plotting on what I want to do and so forth. Well, I'm just figuring it out as I, as I go along. So, you know. But that's basically been my weekend day. And that's always been that's Ari's weekend day. So we're going to move right along. We're going to get into some housekeeping real quick. Don't forget, every episode of Anime Jam Session that's here on Twitch from the beginning of this year is available on YouTube. So you head on over to youtube.com slash anime jam session. There is a link, uh, there's a playlist called Podcast VODs. You click on them, click on that, and you'll find all of our episodes. If you don't see the episode, that means there was an issue with the video playback. And if there's an issue with the video audio, I do not upload it, so... Uh, don't forget, uh, we have the Vogue Network Pro Shop. That should be coming back up online soon in about a week or two. And don't forget, next week, the 21st, is our Christmas special. It's me, Ari, Mako-chan, Koi, Wild Spice, and I believe Ichigo's going to stop by. And normally what we do is we go over like the best articles of the year and so forth. But we're going to do things differently. We're just It's just going to be open format we're just gonna talk chill discuss prior holidays and just talk you know we're just gonna relax uh we may go over like the top three outlandish stories out of japan or something like that <laughs> we may open up be like ask us questions and stuff like that there may be adult beverages happening because um i found a place nearby that has Sapporo on tap nice so i bought two liters and instead of using it on my usual Thursday night chat, I may I might just save it until next week. So we'll see. Mm. That's basically ha ha as it is that it. Oh yeah, and don't forget upcoming conventions. Uh, basically for us, our first con of 2022 is Zenkai Con, which is March 25th to the 27th in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. Come through, hang out, it'll be fun. I know there are other conventions that are happening, but for all of us, this will basically be our first one. This is one that we really like, so. And to go back to uh, about work and so forth, Sudabiri says, one of my colleagues was supposedly going to was supposedly going to get let go, but because of how crazy busy it's been, they've been, ke they've been kept on for a time being. Well, that's good. That means the busyness has increased the budget to keep that person on. That's a good thing, you know? And it looks like we almost had a hype train going. Well, we've tried. It's all good. And don't worry, Cedarberry. We appreciate it, though. So, every, you know, if there's a hype train going, if you want to throw biddies at it, we appreciate that. If you can, you can. If you can't, don't worry about it. We, we, we appreciate everything y'all do we appreciate y'all just coming in just hanging out with us and all that good stuff so you know so now we're going to get to the part of the show a couple of y'all really enjoy uh geek roundtable this is where we talk about more of our geekier aspects of our um of our day i mean of our of our weeks and we may share some cool stuff so ari what you got well you know yesterday like last week like very like the, the very day after the show, I had actually checked my mail and uh, look what look what came. Okay, just so you know, I uh, need that shirt for reasons. 
Because you want a main Ranma? Well, of course. And if I'm looking at the shirt correctly, I probably have had that image on my hard drive for the longest. So you, yeah, you got to send me a link of where you got that shirt from. I freaking need that. Yeah, you watch. It'll be like the actual Marvel Capcom 2 where uh, Ronco is a is a hidden character who pretty much it's like you know Iron Man and War Machine compared to a you know well, War Machine for a uh, Iron Man. Well, to be a, yeah, well to be fair, girl type Ronma isn't as strong, but she is faster, so you know. Yeah, so if you can find basically yeah. Yeah, like you know like you know a Strider's a Legion uh, co- you know, super combo where he like throws all a bunch of different, yeah. you know, mechanical animals. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's Ash's Pokemon Legion. It's just all of his Pokemon. <laughs> I can, I can see that. I could definitely see that. And little Dirtbell hits like, you know, lands the last hit just falling out of the sky. <laughs> mm. I'll be sure to get you a link once I uh, yeah. go through my emails yeah. and find the receipt for it. Appreciate it because I just bought another uh, Cobra Kai shirt. So once that gets here. I'm actually going to lay them both out and take a picture of them and post it on the Mercy Posting group and be like, which shirt should I wear for the four, for the fourth season premiere? Because <laughs> season four premieres in 17 days, and I'm going to sit down and watch the first three seasons and then watch season four. Oh, I can't wait. All right. So here's the thing. You can't see right here because my door to the bathroom is open. But if I was to close it, you would see all of like my CDs, DVDs, Blu-rays, all of that. I fixed everything up from the last time we spoke because of the flooding or whatever. So, But up on that shelf is a bunch of games that I have bought over the year and probably some of last year that are still sealed. The only reason why I bought them because they were on sale. You know, and you... I, it was a good deal. You can't go wrong with that. So, one of the games I picked up is Akiba Strip, um, Hellbound and, and Debrief 10th Anniversary Edition. It was on sale, and I like the fact that the way it came packed, it's like picking up a Super Nintendo game, because if you remember, the Super Nintendo boxes were horizontal like this, so... So this is kind of cool. So, and I believe there is an anime as well called um, Akiba's Strip, or they actually tri- brought this over as Akiba's Trip. So you know, either or. It's still sealed because right now the game on my PS4 that I'm playing is Horizon Zero Dawn, and I want to finish that and try to get a little bit more gameplay into. Um, Secret of Mana, before I drop in on this, um, on my Xbox, I'm going through Borderlands 3 with Kuro Hikari-chan. We're on the DLC. Outside of that, I was playing uh, Outriders, but I think I'm done with that game because I can't do any more to unlockable content unless I, bring, unless I play on a harder level and I suck on the harder levels. And there was this um, cyberpunk game. Not Cyberpunk 2077. This is called The Ascent. I'm stuck on the last level clearing that out. So I'm basically done with those. So, you know. I may just say F it and just go ahead and uninstall those two games. Be like, 
yeah, I'm totally done with them. So, and Ari, thank you for linking me to this because I, I, I definitely need this shirt, you know. <laughs> and what's interesting is that uh, Delta Brony, who does a lot of My Little Pony remixes, he actually has a remix of the Marvel vs. Capcom theme done in the style of, of, of My Little Pony Friendship is Magic. Eh, that doesn't really surprise me. But I, I will say it is really good, though. Now I'm just looking at this, and I'm trying to picture a remake of the theme of the opening theme, and it's just you hear bits and pieces of the different animes in the background from it, you know. Nah, for a game like this, the uh, the uh, the opening themes that serve as the characters' themes. That's how it usually is. Well, yeah. Well, well yeah, I can see that. I'm trying uh, to think of who the uh, final boss would be, though. Oh. Well, here's one. On this shirt... Uh, third row character on the right, on the left with the hood. That's Akuzen Cha Cha. That's that that's one hell of a of a ref, of, of a throwback. That was yeah. They they went way back for that. Yeah, because I could I could basically identify almost everybody. Uh, the fourth, like the fifth row to the right next to Hiro. I don't know who that is, and the one underneath, I don't know who that is, but. I, I still think it, that that's kind of cool, though. That is that's hella cool. Uh, final boss would be uh, Marek fused like Marek Ishtar fuses the Winged Dragon of Ra. There, I said it. Is that from Yu Gi Oh? Yep. Okay, because I'm thinking the final boss has to be from an anime that um that's not listed. That will make it perfect because. You all play. You play through the game. You try to figure out which bo which final boss from what anime is it, but it's from a totally different series that will catch everybody off guard. And if they really want to like really do something, they could like pick five extra anime titles and just pull the bosses from there that's not listed. You know, that would be kind of fun, you know. Mm. Yeah, good thing Mako isn't here to tell us to get. To, to uh, stop us from going off topic. <laughs> uh, no, she would just probably groan and go anyway, but you know. <laughs> but, you know, same thing. Yeah, but, you know, let's not kind of, let's not get um, too, too uh, off the off the beaten path, so. All right, let's, let's get into tonight's topics. Um, we can just bounce back and forth. Uh, you want me to start with the first one? Oh, okay. Because I know you want to talk about the second one. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> and, and while you do that, I need to kind of disappear for a second. So let me turn off my uh, camera real quick. So I'll be right back. Well, then, let us begin with uh, a YouTuber being hit with 150 copyright claims for reviews featuring anime footage. <clears throat> uh, a YouTuber, totally not Mark Fitzpatrick, has made a name for himself with his manga and anime reviews on YouTube. His reviews edit together montages from whatever he is reviewing or critiquing as he expands his thoughts in voiceover, aka the 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 YouTube critic genre. You know that's that peaked around the uh, late two thousands, I think. Uh, Mark says his use of copyright material is fair, and it's in fair use. Toei Animation disagrees, 
and has filed claims on 150 of his videos. And he says, over the last 24 hours, I've sat back in disbelief, shock, and sorrow as my iceberg has been unfairly ripped from me. He started in his uh, response video to uh, Toei and YouTube, which has about 400,000 views at the moment. Uh, totally not. Mark is popular on YouTube for well over half a million subscribers. And he's concentrating on Dragon Ball, but he also has reviews of Attack on Titan and JoJo. Yeah, I see Those that. Those are just yep. the examples they give. Mm-hmm. Uh, two nights ago, I received an email notifying me of 15 of my videos had been copyright claimed and blocked by Toei. One hour later, the number rose to 28. And when I woke up in the morning, it had reached a total of 150 videos that my audience can no longer see that I can no longer monetize. And all the videos in question were for Dragon Ball or One Piece, both of which Toei animates. Uh, Mark explained that because he and his team work on one video a week, that 150 blocked videos are equal to nearly three years of work. As a result, the main source of my company's income is now gone. In his response, Mark says he ensures that he and his employees adhere to policy regarding fair dealing and fair use as outlined by YouTube, his own country, and other countries. This may, this may be true, however, copyright, copyright law in Japan is much different. Uh, KJ's, uh, Attorney KJ Sugiyama explained in a presentation at Fordham University, Japanese copyright law does not have a general fair use provision like in the United States. Instead, they have moral rights for any type of work. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> like that's just fu- like it's in- see it's irrevocably fucked up. Yeah, and you're right. See, I didn't know about the moral aspect. So here's the thing: fair use law applies. Yeah, when you say in moral the- aspect like that, it's like a when you say you know moral law like that, it could be wildly subjective and open to interpretation, which is which would just be another way for people to be like, I don't like this. Get it off the internet. Yeah. It's like, you know, the best example of is Ryan Koff, who he has gone after and sued outlets for talking bad about his conventions and so forth. He he thought it was hearsay or whatever, but you know, whereas if he was set up, if he was established in Japan and this was happening in the U S he could probably do something with that, with the law. But, you know, here's the thing. To, to basically summarize, in the U.S., we have what's called fair use law, where you can do parodies, this and that, and so forth. In Japan, that doesn't exist. And I can tell you this now. Um, if you go on our YouTube page, uh, youtube.com slash anime jam session, and if you look up some of our convention, our masquerade videos, some of them are blank. Some of them are muted because of copyright laws. Just because it's okay here, that does not mean it's okay there. Now, I feel for Totally Not Mark. I I truly do. But he should have known going in that making money off of IPs he legally doesn't have is going to cause a problem. Now, it's one thing where if he worked for like Crunchyroll or Anime News Network where they would do these types of videos and post them, that would be a different story because the company already has permission to do this, to do the reviews, and the money coming in would be reimbursed. That's what it comes down to. 
And uh, and as this was happening, uh, one of our staffers, uh, uh, La Chocola, she actually reached out um, to me. Not reached out to me, but she had messaged me um, some information about this. Uh, it's like, it seems that on Toei's U.S. website, there is an update. And I read it this morning. And I'm trying to get get it to pull up. Hopefully it will. Here we go. It's an updated FAQ. And I'll and I I will read off the parts of this FAQ that's relevant to this article. What if I post a video on YouTube, Facebook, on social media, or personal website with footage from one of Toei Animation's works? We hope you understand that any illegal or unauthorized use of our IP would result in the blocking or deletion of your video, whether it's for monetary gain or not. We currently do not support any individual regardless of the number of followers and validations. I want to use characters of toy animation on my website. We hope you understand that we do not give any permissions to use our character usage to any individual use or sale. I found Toei's animation video was irregularly uploaded on the internet. Isn't that copyright infringement? Your reports are greatly appreciated. However, we would like to refrain from replying on each issue. We take strict action against this issue. I want to post a character image on my site or blog. Permission to use images is not given to individuals. Thank you for understanding. I found prints without a copyright. Is it not a copyright infringement? With regard to the information we have gathered from you, we will consider the correspondence at the department in charge, but we will refrain from replying. We deal with correspondence with experts and external organizations as necessary. Is it possible to request Tony Animation characters for creating their own products and selling them? You can send in your requests, but we typically do not grant license to individuals who have no previous history of licensing business. We have many licensed partners in each region. Please visit your local stores for any of our merchandising. Yeah. So that's that's the, the most important parts of that, you know. And I will post in our chat the link where you can read everything up. And see the beer, he says, time to change my labels on my fan art to Sun Goku. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I have to rename Sailor Moon to Sailor Mon. Or instead of Sailor Venus, Sailor Venu. Or spell it with an I instead of a U, Sailor Venus. Or I just use the or I just use the Greek equivalent, that's all. Eh, whatever works. Exactly. They want to pull that exact word shit on us so we can do that too. Mm-hmm. See the beer goes, Sailor Aphrodite. Yeah, oh you damn right with that. But yeah, this is something we've probably discussed off and on throughout the prior episodes of the show. This is what it's come down to, you know. I, it, it sucks for Totally Not Mark. It really does. This was like his livelihood, you know. It's it, it's what it is. But he's just going to have to find another outlet or something to make that money. Because to be perfectly honest, yo, those, those claims ain't going anywhere. Like, our channel had two strikes because of Japanese music playing. And instead of appeasing them like I should have... I just sat there and just waited the time. I just waited out the time 
And so the strikes were removed. So we continue about. Uh, I've gotten copyright, not a claim, but info on the last batch of videos from AAC, but no, no, AAC from uh, PoochieCon, but it is what it is. I'm just waiting while I upload that Love Live video, which I am hoping to get those AAC videos up by the end of the week. I, that's what I'm shooting for. I've just been busy slash frazzled, you know, so. Now we move on to the topic that's kind of got me kind of pissed off. Netflix cancels Cowboy Bebop. And a lot of people in the fandom are not happy. And it's been canceled as as after one season, as said by The Hollywood Reporter. The series which got somewhat of an anticipated prior to release, at least based on what little that had that was to be gone on to it. The reportedly had a viewership figures of 74 million hours worldwide during its first week. And after and that was November 19th. But those numbers went through the floor in the week after dropping to 59%. And Netflix looked at those numbers and the cost of the show and decided to pull the plug. Now, this has happened before, before per se. PGSM. Great ratings got canceled because not enough merch sold. Whatever. Now, while the cancellation will break a few hearts, it must be frustrating for fans to see once again a beloved anime given the adaptation treatment by a major Western studio or platform only for that new take to fall flat and disappoint fans. I can't help but feel like there would be some especially loud unpleasable sex of the fan base who are going to shit on it no matter what. Yeah, so let, 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 let me just say this. To every diehard weeb that is self-righteous, ignorant, right-leaning, and so forth, that bitched about Cowboy Bebop going live action, fuck you. Fuck you long, fuck you slow, and fuck you hard with a spiked baseball bat. Okay? I cannot wait until One Piece drop comes in. I am going to sit here with my popcorn and tea and enjoy the show getting raked over the coals like Cowboy Bebop. Because I'll say it once, I'll say it again. One Piece is a shit show. You will yeah, never. a shit show. Yeah. You'll never catch me watching one thousand those one thousand episodes because there are better quality anime and better quality television programming out there. Okay, y'all gonna bitch about this, but yet live action Death Note gets a second movie. Exp but I'll tell you this: if it was Death Note that just came out, the same thing would have happened to it. And y'all gonna talk about how live action adaptations suck? Let me tell you. Battle Angel Alita was great. I will go. I will. I will take. I will die on this hill. Ghost in the Shell was also great. If you know the manga, then you know how great the movie was. Now, Japan doesn't have a, a, a perfect track record on live action. Case in point: Attack on Titan. Also, Full Metal Alchemist. I liked Full Metal Alchemist, but it wasn't well liked in America or Japan. 
that could have been fixed by making that into two movies split down the middle because it was very fast paced. And yes, Bond 006, there will be a live action Mega Man film, okay? Here's the thing. Netflix is just throwing money at it. It's the production company that's handling it, you know? You have to understand something. Anything that Netflix puts out, they're just throwing money at the studio for it. So if you if it happens and you want to get mad, you don't blame Netflix. You blame the studio for fucking up the IP. That's what it boils down to. Because you know what's really sad? If this was on Hulu and this happened, everybody would be screaming at Hulu and not the production company, this or that. But in this case, I blame the fandom. If the fandom didn't have a stick up their ass about it, you know, it would have been it would have gotten a second season. There is a petition going around, you know, in hopes for, you know, you know, that it gets that that, that they try to make it to a season two. I was kind of hoping, you know, that would have happened, you know. These things never go well over, over well. These, these uh, the petitions. I lost the word there for a second. No, yeah, I totally get that. Yeah, that, that happens, you know. And right now, I'm trying to find the actual uh, petition. Um, Is it on change.org? Yeah, there's two of them. One has like under a hundred uh, signatures. And the other one has over, um, like, over a thousand. Huh. It must have been way before this, so. Yeah, there's two of them. If you can find the one with the thousand, uh, post it in in the chat. All right, okay, I, I found it. I found it. Yeah, this signature, this has about 13,000 signatures. Because, look, you, because I've heard people say, oh, they changed so much from it. Screw this show. Well, you have to understand. I'll tell you this right now. I know this for a fact. If the live action Cowboy Bebop was one to one with the anime, half the fans wouldn't even watch it because of how predictable it was. Every, t- every time there's an adaptation of something from the source material, there is a change. Look at The Walking Dead. There were so many changes to that. Still a popular show, you know? Bonds 6 says, these, these new so-called fans don't know the pains of you, Boyle, and the plague that man was. Half of these, so- mostly so-called fans, weren't even born. And if they were born, all they were doing was just shitting around in their diapers. So they don't know. They don't know. I kind of want to have this. I want to put a lot of faith behind the the petition, but I don't think anything is going to happen. But it doesn't hurt to go down swinging, though. All right. <sighs> Moving right along. Ari, what's going on with Kittle Animation's um, Arson Memorial? Let's see. The families of the victims of the deadly 2019 Kyoto Animation arson will enter discussions with the company on whether to build a memorial monument at the former Studio One building site. A Kyoto Animation representative told NHK that around 30 people attending a meeting regarding the matter on a Saturday for an initial exchange of opinions. The relatives 
did not express strong feelings of opposition towards the construction of a monument. Kyoto's anima- Kyoto animation lawyer, lo- Kyoto animation's lawyer told mm-hmm. the the Yomiuri Shimbun that no plans have been decided on yet. The two parties plan to continue gathering opinions when the conclusion will be reached by the end of the 2022 fiscal year. A relative who participated in the exchange of opinions said, I don't know how the debate will turn out, but going forward, I would like the names of all those who had worked in the place to be left behind in some way. A large number of people died, so I hope a memorial can be built quickly on a former site as a form of remembrance. And on the other hand, one relative said, I don't want strangers to tread in a place where my child died. Mm, makes sense. In 2019, a neighborhood association for the Fushimi Ward of Kyoto sent a request to Kyoto Animation not to build a monument or other such landmark that would attract an unspecified large number of people. The association expressed concern that it would affect the tranquility of the neighborhood. Demolition on uh, Kyoto Animation Studio One building concluded in April 2020. So, yeah, I, I get where both sides are coming from. They... They think that putting up the memorial would attract the tourists, you know, the wrong kind, I guess. I mean, like, I mean, like Strawberry Fields uh, with John Lennon. A lot of people visit that. And I think for us as Americans, you know, putting up like something like that is okay, you know. But the Japanese are a bit more of a private people, so, you know... Uh-huh. Not it's not so much. I think they should put something up, but nothing that's like too dramatic or something. You know, I would say just plant a tree and just put it there. You know, and let a symbol and just let it be or something. You know, I'd be okay with that. Yeah, as would I. But then the downside is people are going to figure out, oh, that's what, and they're going to show up, take pictures, and all of that. Not really a good thing, if you ask me. Now, back to more bad news. Yeesh, the hits just keep on coming, don't they? I know, especially for Cowboy Bebop. There we go. Famed anime screenwriter Keiko Nobumoto passes away at the age of 57. This information was announced by anime industry uh, colleague uh, Dai Sato. Uh, on on his uh, Facebook. Wow. And I'm actually opening it up and see if it's in English or Japanese, but you know. But as as it was said, according to Sato, Nobumoto passed away after battling esophageal cancer. Uh, funeral service was held with close family members on December 4th. She worked on a number of ti- hit titles such as Macross Plus, Tokyo Godfathers, Cowboy Bebop, Cowboy Bebop the movie Knocking on Heaven's Door, alongside uh, with Dai Sato. She also worked on writing scripts for other Shinshiro Watsunabe uh, projects, such as Samurai Champloo, Space Dandy, and Carol and Tuesday. Nobumoto is also noted as the original creator of the series Wolf's Reign. Outside of that, she acted as a scenario supervisor for the first Kingdom Hearts game. 
Nobumoto was born in As- Asahikawa, Hokkaido on March 13, 1964. We want to thank Nobumoto for all her work and contributions to the anime industry, as well as creating works that made such an impact on fans around the world. See ya, Space Cowboy. No, 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 no. <laughs> yeah, I kind of knew that was coming. Yeah. yeah I was... Um, listening to it earlier um listen, i was listening to the track earlier today so <sighs> man this has been quite a week quite a week okay so uh, this next one's mine then right um let me take this one because I'm a bit of an expert on this. Okay. So, popular animes always have their controversies, whether it's big or small. The latest one comes out of the series Demon Slayer Kibetsu no Yaiba. And the controversy is Azui's polygamy. In other words, he has multiple wives. Now, if you haven't been following, um, I would say the third season of Demon Slayer premiered. What what they're doing is each arc is sort of like its own season with like six to seven episodes per. So the latest arc, the Entertainment District arc, just recently started. Now, right before the premiere of the second season, some Japanese parents were concerned over the fact that the upcoming story will take place in a red zone. Now, we all know red light district, so you can kind of understand red zone. Now, to where there are multiple brothels and parents do not want their kids to see this kind of place. But yet, Demon Slayer premieres in Japan, like I think at 1230 in the morning or something like that. But I guess, you know, if you're recording it or whatever, stream, yeah. But still. Now, to avoid criticism, the Anime Production Committee changed the name of the arc from Red Light District to Entertainment District Arc, which makes sense because, you know, entertainment, you know, I get that. However, it's not entertainment, it's entertainment. Mm hmm. Now, however, this time, the criticism isn't on the red zone where the story takes place, but Sound Hashira. Tengen Uzui having multiple marriage partners. In the first episode, Tengen Uzui was introduced alongside his three wives. However, a Japanese Twitter user went viral for criticizing the series for showing polygamy and discrimination against women. As said, it seems like the second season of Kimetsu no Yaiba anime has started, but it made me want to vomit when I found out the protagonist Tengen Uzui has a polygamy with three wives. A great stir was created just for the fact that it was set in a brothel. However, do the producers want to promote discrimination against women? I can't help but think that they are deliberately trying to agitate feminists. It's a protest, actually. The tweet was shared in multiple Japanese blogs and websites where other fans shared their opinion on this matter. Netizen said, I can't help but think that these comments are just for fun or attention. The protest level is as a daily level for this person, isn't it? Polygamy is not misogyny because it's just an anime. 
the Twitter user recently deleted their tweet and made their account private. However, this doesn't change the fact that Demon Slayer could get in this kind of trouble again. Thanks to its large fan base, there is no way that everyone can be satisfied. Practically every anime out there that's going to have some type of level of controversy one way or another, big or small. And something we I had discussed with friends. I would love to see a reboot of Ranma one half. But part of the issue is people are going to call Ranma trans because he turns into a girl. And then they're going to say it's an attack on... It's not. If you read the manga, you'll completely understand. Now, polygamy is not an attack on women. Women choose to be with this person. And that's the way it should be. Now, I find it funny, not funny, but ironic, that when you have animes where the guy has a harem, nobody bats an eye. But it's World War Three when the he- when the- when the hero puts a ring on all their fingers. Okay. Now, <sighs> I can understand. Let's take for example Tenchi Muyo. I guarantee you, if um, if uh, if Tenchi had proposed to both Ayaka and Ryoko, the controversy behind that was the fact that he chose them both. He should have picked one or the other. Not the fact that he married them both. In a modern and every se- and every day of marriage would be just those two like waking up glaring lightning at one another. <laughs> Basically, and Tenchi being kind of oblivious to the fact, but you know. I mean, it's sort of like how, you know, when Mortal Kombat came out more or less, the parents didn't really care. It was a violent game, but what hit for the consoles, that's when the parents basically lost their shit. You can't have it both ways. And again, this is most likely in the manga as well. So my thing is, did you read the manga? And if you did, where was your anger and your outburst then? That's what I want to know. And see, the beer, he says... Even though they're literally from a polygamous culture, well, Ayaka and the royal family, at least. There you go. But still, that would happen. And it's absolutely ridiculous. Your issue with Demon Slayer falls upon deaf ears, sir. You might want to try again. Hell, Hell, people go into polygamy just for the... Financial and housing security, for all we know. Actually, that is true. That I can tell you. I know people who do that, you know, because it's cheaper to live in a polycule or something like that. You know, people do that. Yeah, pretty much. <sighs> I mean, do you have a cuddle, pause, and affection? Nice little. Uh, say, wait, say what? You, you only pay like. Whoop. You got all robotic there. I'm so. Sorry, what'd you say? You got all robotic there. I was like, yeah, the. The cuddle piling and uh, affection is nice, are nice little like side bits. But the fact that you can have a huge ass house that you share with other people that you care about and uh, only pay like what you would on an apartment. Don't uh, uh, wrong with that, especially if you all work to uh, keep up the place. Well, see, there you go. I'm watching the second season. It's good. Y'all need to stop. 
That's all I gotta say. Y'all need to stop. And now, moving right along. I figured this last one would be more up your alley. Uh, sixth anime eligible for 94th Academy Awards. Uh, the Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences revealed what animated movies meet their eligibility requirements to be nominated. 26 in total, including six anime titles and one European anime movie title based on a manga. The anime titles up for consideration are Belle, Fortune Favors, Lady Nikuko, Jesse, uh, Josie, The Tiger and the Fish, The Laws of the University Age of Elohim, Pompo the Cinephile, and Pupel of Chimney Town. The mm. Summon of the Gods, a, fr- a France Luxembourg movie, which is based on a manga, Kamigama no Itadaki, translated literally as Summon of the Gods, by Jiro Taniguchi, is eligible as well. Other animated movies include The Addams Family 2, Luca the Boss Baby, oh, sorry, Luca the Boss Baby Family Business, and Kanto, Paw Patrol, like Paw Patrol the movie, Raya and the Last Dragon, Bob Spit, We Do Not Like People. The Mitchells vs. the Machines and Sing 2. Honestly, Encanto looks awesome. I haven't seen mm. it yet, but it does look good. Uh, these numbers will eventually be whittled, whittled down to five nominees put forward by the short films and feature animation branch of the Academy. It's also within reach of the possibility that it could be nominated for Best Picture as well. Mm. And then we will learn the actual winners at the 94th Academy Awards 2022. <clears throat> Yeah, uh, when I read about you know animated movies getting nominated for Academy Awards like this, I'm just yeah. like part of me can't help but think, yeah, 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 they had this own category because of Beauty and the Beast getting nominated for Best Picture. The Hollywood took one look at that and like, oh hell no, we're not doing that again. Mm. Yeah, I know. But hey, Spirit of the Way. Won an Oscar at one point, so well, there's that. There's always that. There's always that bit of hope. Mm-hmm. All right, there we go. That's what I was looking for. All right. Now that we got that out the way, in record time, uh, let's get into the part of the show that y'all really like to stick around for. Meanwhile, in Japan, and I'm seriously. I'll thinking take of, the first one. Okay. Uh, I'm seriously thinking about um, changing that that, that 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 section. So, what this one? Yeah, instead of calling it "Meanwhile in Japan," a, another name. I'm thinking maybe "Life in Japan" or "News from Japan." Now, I, I like "Meanwhile in Japan." It's like, like it, it gives you that mystique. That mystique of, oh, God, what are they doing now? I what think, is Asia's Florida up to this time? Well, you know, we should not really call it Asia's Florida. Now, admittedly, you know, we, it was called Strange News from Japan, where we talk about a lot of the strange, like, criminal and crime stuff. But when I changed it to Meanwhile in Japan, we kind of adjusted it to more, like, Interesting art stories coming out of Japan, still with a bit of craziness and so forth. So, you know, maybe we'll just kind of adjust things a little bit more. Be like, meanwhile, like life in Japan or something like that. Yeah, we'll see. And Cedar Berry says, it reminds me of meanwhile things from the JTHM comics. What 
does JTHM stand for? Uh, let's take a look at this. Uh, well, I'll. I guess I could take the la the last two stories. Johnny the Homicidal Maniac by John and Vasquez. Thank you. Okay, so an all boys high school in Japan has mandatory grooming lessons to teach about skincare, hairstyling, etc. Uh, most high schools in Japan are, these days are co-ed, but there are still some single-sex institutions out there, too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, sensible logic. Single-sex schools make it easier for students to keep their minds on study by preventing the daily distraction of teen romance between classmates. Yeah, about that. <clears throat> However, the administration of Seishu Gakuen, an all-boys high school in Tokyo's Kanda neighborhood, was founded in 1986 doesn't want a student body to evolve into uncouth, uncultured ruffians either. So we don't want a Kermari High situation then. Mm. So last Friday, all first-year students at Seisoko were required to attend a special lecture on personal grooming. The purpose of the grooming seminar, as officially called, was to promote and understand grooming as an aspect of proper etiquette. Seisoko invited a representative for men's grooming product maker, Mandum, to speak to 150 students who are 15 or 16-year-old about skincare lotion and hairstyling products, and the lesson included instruction and practice using both. The grooming section, this grooming seminar is the newest addition to the school's gentlemen's education curriculum, which was first instituted for the 2020 year. Toru Kojima, the Seisoko fam, I got a member of charge of the program, said, we started the program with the strong hope of helping Seisoku students enjoy an, an active and cool student lifestyle in the heart of Tokyo. Being conscious and skilled in grooming and how to take care of uniforms and dress shoes imparts a fresh hygienic atmosphere and styling your hair allows an avenue for self-expression, even if they all are all wearing the same uniform. Okay. So I guess the, uh, the section about getting that big curled up pompadour is like next <laughs> week. Like it's awesome that school is taking the time to teach us. I hope other schools start doing the same. Be nice for schools to have class for like these for girls too. They all, a lot of schools don't allow them to wear cosmetics, but a lot of companies dress code say women can't come to work with that without any makeup on. The kids will probably be too embarrassed to figure things out on their own, but they're all learning together. No one has to feel awkward. If you don't have proper, if you don't already have proper grooming experience, it can be really hard to just suddenly catch up when you're going to job interviews. And yeah, the focus is on grooming and just and not style or fashion. Mm. See, I remember in college having to take a mandatory course like this. It was like it was like a dress for success class, like what to properly wear for interviews and stuff like that. And I'm sitting here going, I've done this. I already know this. Just let me get the credits. I can go home. But I, yeah, I know think, that feeling. Yeah, I think this is a good idea. And I think this should be for boys and girls. But. I don't want this school, you know, after they teach these boys proper grooming and etiquette to start checking them to make sure they're following proper orders. Like, you know, making sure they're wearing the right type of underwear or checking to make sure their hair is cut the right length. Their nails are cut a certain length. That's the only don't do that. Now, if you're probably laughing at what I said, 
Well, we did cover an episode a while back that there are some Jap- all-girls Japanese schools that do this. They check to make sure that the girls are wearing the right type of underwear. They check if their hair is dyed a certain color or cut a certain length and so forth. It happens. It's absolutely maddening, though. Yeah, there are some invasions of personal privacy mm-hmm. there to, to talk about. Now, let's talk about something more on a good side of things, something that I like, something that Ichigo would probably like if she was here. Maid cafes. The leading maid cafe chain to open the largest location in history in Akihabara. Where else? Yeah, I mean, once Japan properly opens its borders for tourism, I gotta go. One of the... one of the characteristic businesses of Otaku District, such as Akihabara, is the Maid Cafe, in which the staff dress in French maid uniforms and cater to guests every need using the most polite and courteous language possible. Obviously, it's, a, it's very much a service-driven industry that relies on human interaction, so that's been hard to pull off in recent years. One of the biggest uh, maid cafe chains, At Home Cafe has also proved to be among the most resourceful, too. Over the past two years, they've tried everything possible to continue providing their service while also obeying restrictions, such as setting up their own virtual cafes in 2020. That's some great thinking right there. And now it seems that they have weathered the worst of it and are seeing guests come back to pre-pandemic numbers. In fact, business has been so good, they'll be expanding next year. This new at-home cafe on the fifth floor of the Akiba Culture Zone with the chain's ninth and largest location ever becoming the flagship store in the process. The sprawling cafe will be divided into two main sections on the same floor with a general reception desk to help guests navigate it all. The main areas will be set up in a theater style with an LED screen equipped stage for various shows to be held. The interior of the place is going to be decorated with the chain's typical Moe style, and its ambitious size is undoubtedly in preparation for when tourists will return to the area and fill the halls. The new location will have an expanded version of its at-home souvenir section. It will most likely carry the same items such as postcards, CDs, and headshots that have more popular maids, but possibly with some additional original merch as well. It's encouraging to see at-home cafe take exhibit such exhibit such growth these days, and hopefully it works out for them, especially during a time when it seems like the iconic Akihabara businesses are closing their doors left and right. I just hope that they have someone who can clean up such a large venue, maybe some type of housekeeper or attendant. Stuff like that reminds me of when New York City actually had a maid cafe. We actually had one. This was a. Did going, you go to it? Yes. How was it? It was fun. Now, we're going back about 10 years ago, we had one. Maybe a little bit more than that. Now, it wasn't like the traditional maid cafe. Think about it this way. Imagine going into like a Starbucks. And they have not not just coffee and donuts and stuff, but they have like little, not just pastries, but they have like little, like you can get curry and crepes and stuff like that. But they're all wearing made outfits and it's just normal work you know it's like they will bring the food to you back and forth but then what they would do once a week like on tuesdays it was like a 20 dollar entry 18 plus they would do the whole full like japanese moe made service you know 
Sounds like a Johnny Rockets. Kinda. But it was all cute girls. And as Bonzo Lilistic says, that's about the time I began taking pics. I have a few pics of the Maid Cafe here in New York City. Yep, it was right in Chinatown. I believe I have some photos somewhere if they're not destroyed from my hard drive crashing, but I'll have to do a scan. The other drive here has a bunch of zip files I'll have to check for. But yeah, I, I think... I think an Americanized version would work. Like, you just take a cafe and everybody's wearing, like, a right, like a maid outfit, per se, but nothing... I don't think they should wear something revealing, like, above the knee or below... It should be, like, long, you know. Something that'll make every... That will be pleasing to everybody. And those have butlers, too, you know? Works for both sexes, you know? And Bonzo says, yeah, I recall the getting the invites, but passed. The building is still there, but closed. Yeah, there was issues with the rent, so you know. And I'm going to get into our last article of the night. And I think this is something we can all relate to one way or, or another. A Japanese t- teenager tries to look cool for a girl. Get punished by the universe and so forth. Wow, that really sucks. <laughs> it's a well-known law of the universe that as soon as you start trying to look cool, you become much more likely to end up looking like an absolute dork. What some mathematicians forget, though, that the odds go up exponentially if you're a young dude trying to show up for a girl. Take, for example, the case of an unnamed 18-year-old high school student high school boy in the town of Itoshima, Fukuoka Prefecture. Late one summer night, he decided to go for a motorcycle ride with the high school age girl riding on the back of his bike. Classic cool guy move, and maybe some sort of romantic too. There was some, there was a small technicality that the guy didn't actually, that the guy didn't actually have a motorcycle license. But hey, maybe that was just supposed to add to his rebellious appeal. After all, he'd have to be a real wimp to let the man keep him from riding just because he doesn't have a piece of paper. But instead of the man, you know, who put a temporary stop on the late night joyride, a wild boar, damn it, Ryoga, (laughs) which is exactly what the boy hit while driving down a stretch of road about 1.30 in the morning on the night of August 12, 2020. The collision caused both him and his female passenger to fall off the bike with the girl suffering abrasion injuries from the spill. However, things were just getting started. Later that night, the boy met up with a group of four other motorcycle riding friends, all high school students from Hiroshima for a group ride. Each rider had a girl on the back of his bike and they cruised the seaside of Route National Route 202, riding the five wide across the entire street weaving back and forth and rubbing their engines in and around the parking area. Wow. All the noise caught the attention of annoyed local residents who called in complaints to the local police precinct. And when a patrol car was dispatched, the officer spotted the group and through the analysis of a security cam footage, the riders' identities were determined with all involved admitting the charges of reckless driving. We wanted to have fun with our friends and show the girls we were cool, said one of the riders. The investigation seems to have been a lengthy one with announcements of the charges and associated arrests only coming in this month. It's a double dose of bad news for the rider who hit the wild boar since that incident was completely unknown to the police until they were performing 
follow up on the group's reckless driving investigation, meaning he could have avoided any trouble at all with the law if he had just gone home after hitting the animal. So remember, or, you know, just gotten a license to begin with, because I'm fairly certain that if you don't have a license, you're not insured. Mm-hmm. So you're on the hook for, for trashing your for getting your bike trashed by a wild boar. I'm assuming. Mm-hmm. So remember, if you ever find yourself in a situation that started with you saying, hey, babe, check this out and ended with you sprawled on the ground and your date cut and bleeding. Take it as the universe telling you it's time to call it a night, especially if there's a wild boar involved. You do not want to mess with those things. And as Ron before 21 says, damn, Pichon got lost again. He's always trashing things. Yup. Uh, drop something. Mm-hmm. All right, I think it's time time to wrap the show up. Oh yeah. If I can just if it'll go into the last section like it's supposed to. There we go. I'm going to have to create like a virtual button setup here, so that way I don't have to use a um. Um, a stream deck because those things were expensive and I have a tablet anywho and as Bond 6 says last post about the cafe I am friends with a male butler to this day I didn't even know they actually had male butlers in there wow Any, but anywho if you like the show tell a friend they in turn will tell another friend and so on and so forth. We're independent pod, uh, podcasters, independent writers, independent streamers. We all do this for the fun of it. So what we like and don't like, we're going to tell you. If you have any questions about the show, drop us a line at podcast at animejamsession.com. Again, that is podcast at animejamsession.com. We're here to believe you. Don't forget to check out our website at animejamsession.com, where you will find our weekly podcast anime reviews, cosplay interviews, cosplay tips and tricks, uh, editorials, anime reviews, links to our YouTube videos, and links to our Facebook fo- uh, cosplay galleries. All of that and more at AnimeJamSession.com. And don't forget to support our podcast and listen on the go. You can find us in Anchor FM, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Google Podcasts, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, and coming soon to Amazon Music. Yes, we got the go-ahead for that. And I think and I think we're going to appear on Facebook Podcasts, but the link has not been working, so I've just been being patient about that. So, subscribe to us. Just search Anime Jam Session in your podcast aggregator and start listening to a few episodes. Some of them allow you to leave reviews, so, you know, we'd like to hear what you think, you know? And don't forget to follow us on our social medias, YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook. It's all Anime Jam Session. So follow us on there so that way you can get updates on when we're going live, when new articles are going up, when we have videos going up, convention coverage, and so much more. So now we're going to go basically back and forth. No, wait. I skipped a section. Hold on. Don't forget, we have a tip jar. There's a link to our stream elements down below and our Ko-Fi down below. Click on that if you don't want to do bits. You can just send us a couple dollars. We appreciate that. Even bits work as well. 
if you're also a streamer and we're going live give us a host we we'd appreciate that and we'll look out for you as well so now we're gonna go down to ari for last words last words ari that's yeah, a nice quick show we got going yeah you get able to get the better at a good time mm -hmm. my last words is my heater is up and running it's at 74 i just hope it just stays where it is there have been times i've woken up during the middle of the night and it's like at 78 and i'm just like <laughs> that is it end of list we're getting the hell up on out of here so i'm ronma and i'm ari great fight great night see you next week good night everybody i hate to do it to you ari but say good night ari good night ari that is perfect all right so we're getting out of here good night y'all